Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. Well, let's go to the word of God quickly. I think I have done what you need to do when you come back home, isn't it? Is there anything I've left out? Okay, receive greetings from America. <laughs> do you receive greetings? Yeah, from different pastors that I was able to preach in their churches. And one of the pastors, one of the pastors that I met really wants to come. So we pray that God will open a door for him to come with his wife. So he can be a blessing to us as well. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to kick off a new series. Are you excited? Band, you're too sad. What's going on? Excited. Are you okay? Do you, do you smile? You do. All right. I want to begin a new series um, entitled The Scope of a Shift. The Scope of a Shift. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless you. Speak to us today. I pray for fresh oil and fresh anointing upon my life. Use me, O oh God, to articulate, to preach, to declare, and proclaim your word to the hearing of your people. Our hearts, Lord, I pray that may be open to receive what you have for us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody shout a bit. Amen. Amen. Pastor Tina, you're looking good. It is working, I'm telling you. It is working. Harry, you're not working. I'm surprised. I pray for you. Pastor Dennis, please. Yeah. Kevin Winslow, you're behind schedule. Amen. If you know, you know. Somebody shout the scope of a shift. Now the computer or iPad, if you have one, and you'll have one soon, it has a button called shift. And this button has only one function. And the function of this button is to change things. So that shift button on your computer, it changes letters, for example, from the lowercase to the uppercase. Or it changes numbers or letters to symbols. That is the only function that this button has on your computer or iPad. So when you talk about a shift, we are talking about change. Somebody shout change. We're talking about change in position. We're talking about change in direction. And we're talking about change in tendency. Shift, let me repeat, has to do with change in position, change in direction, and change in tendency. So when someone changes position, or changes direction, or becomes different in a way, a shift has taken place in his or her life. So in simpler terms, this person has experienced change in various aspects of their lives. It can be in their mind, it can be their attitude, it can be their character, it can be their finances, it can be their relationships, and so forth and so on. Something profoundly different has taken place in his or her life. The word scope simply means the extent, the magnitude, or the range of that change. So the scope of a ship simply means the extent or the magnitude of change in a person's life. Is the extent of change of position, the extent of change of direction, or the extent of change of tendency. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to submit this to you that it takes a comprehensive shift to bring significant results in one's lives. Let me say that again. It takes a comprehensive shift to bring significant results in one's life. This comprehensive shift has to touch on various aspects of this person's life. 
can be spiritual, it can be mental, it can be emotional, it can be financial, it can be relational, as I've mentioned, that will bring significant results in this person's life. So we are going to embark on an exciting journey that will open up your eyes to make you desire a shift in your life. Amen? Which will trigger great results, awesome results in your life. I don't know if you're like me, but I am, I am after results. Hallelujah. If you talk to me about something, I'm, I, I, I want to know if it has results. If you talk to me about an idea, I need to know if it has results. So if we're going to talk about shift or us shifting, changing direction, changing position, it has to lead us towards a place where we experience results. And it's my prayer that we shall experience results even during this series. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, there are two types of a shift. Number one, we have a bad shift. A bad shift. This kind of shift is to be shunned by everyone. It is when one makes a move, changes position or changes direction that is detrimental to their life and well-being. It is a move that jeopardizes the gains someone has made in his life. If you look at your life, you realize that you have made certain gains as an individual. You might not be where you desire to be, but you are not where you used to be. There are some gains that you have experienced in your life. You have made some strides, for example, financially. You have a job. Years back, you didn't have a job. Your business is up and running. It's not where you want it to be, but at least is keeping you afloat in these tough economic times. You've made some investments. Maybe you've bought land, or you're in the process of buying land, or you have bought a house. You have built a great uh, career as a person. You went to school, you went to the university, you graduated. Now you have a job. Your career is on an upward trajectory. You have matured in your work of faith. These are some of the gains that you have made as an individual. You're doing great in ministry. You can pray, you can preach, you can lead. You have a great marriage. You got married. You have beautiful children. These are gains that you have made. Now, if you, made a if you make a bad shift, you can erase all these gains that you have made in your life. For example, I mean, if you make bad financial decisions by investing in wild coin. It might reverse some of the financial gains that you have made as an individual. Or if you put your monies, all your monies that you have saved for the last 10 years, 20 years, you know, into a pyramid scheme. Because somebody told you that if you bring 10,000 after three weeks, you get 30,000. And then greed consumes you. You make a bad shift. You depart from the discipline of saving you depart from the discipline of deferring quick gratification. You depart from that and you make a bad move. It can plunge you into financial problems. You might find yourself in debt. The church is quiet. I don't know why. Or you just decide that you want to start drinking. Tell anybody, it's a, it's a bad shift. You just decide, I want to start drinking every weekend. I should test something. You know, I visited someone and he told me, what do you want to drink? There is juice, there is wine. I asked, is it church wine or wine? He said, wine. You can just decide that you're taking a direction of drinking alcohol. You know, every Friday or every Saturday. Tell your neighbor, it's a bad shift. It's a bad move. And before you know it, you're so sucked up into drinking that you cease to be productive at work. You go to work on Monday at late, you're, you're not sober, you know, your breath is awful, nobody can stand you, you know. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a change of direction that can plunge you into a mess. 
Am I talking to somebody in this house? Or you just connect with bad friends. It's a bad shift. You know, these guys are not taking you anywhere. You know that these are bad people with terrible character. You know, even when you're around them, what they talk about defiles you as a person. And you still decide to stick by them. It can plunge you into problems and so forth and so on. There are many examples, you know, I can, I can give you. If you neglect your health, it's a bad, it's a bad move. Yeah, not everything you eat is good for you. Can I talk? Not everything you put in your mouth is good for your body. What you eat will start eating you up eventually. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, let, let me tell you something. Sometimes when you travel to some of these prosperous nations, you'll be so surprised to see big people. Yeah. Yeah. In Africa, we don't have big people. We, we, have, we, 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 we don't have a lot of food. It's, it's, it's a fact. There are people who only have one meal in a day. There are people who have, you know, two meals in a day. So, um, we don't really have big people, you know, in Africa and in Kenya. We don't really have big, big people. But when you travel to some countries, you see big people. Okay, let me refresh. You see fat people. I was trying to be diplomatic, but it's like you're not getting. You see fat people. Yeah. The fatness that you see in our country, Kenya, when you move to another country, that is child's play. Yeah, multiply that by three. And you see fat people. You see, in Africa, it's hunger that is killing us. In the West, it's food that is killing them. Too much food. The irony of life. There are people, it's too much food that is killing them. And there are people, it's lack of food that is killing them. So if you don't make the right decision to eat what is right, and you make a bad move, it will plunge you into, you know, trouble. So all this point to one thing, that you can actually make a bad move. You can have a bad shift in your life and you lose all the gains that you have made or you have acquired as an individual. Let's look at Luke chapter 22 from verse 1 to 6. I'll show you something here. Luke chapter 22. Look, look, look. Give me look. Give me look. Now, I don't want NIV. NKJV, please. If you don't have, I have mine here. I came with mine. Luke chapter 22. This is what the Bible says. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered Judas. Satan can enter you. Yeah. If you open up your heart or your life to Satan, he is so glad to come in. Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. So he went his way. Look at the direction that he took. Look at the bad shift that's, that, that, that Judas embraced. He went his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains, how he may betray him, how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. And so he promised and sought opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of the multitude. Satan entered Judas, and then Judas made a wrong move. He departed and went in a different direction to go and confer with the enemies of Jesus and look for an opportunity of bringing him down, of destroying Jesus. A man who was blessing people. A man who was healing the sick. A man who was cleansing the lepers. A man who was raising the dead. A man who was bringing hope to multitudes. A man who multiplied bread and fish and fed 15,000 hungry stomachs. He went a different direction. This is Judas. He made a wrong move. This is a bad shift. Wrong move. Went and conferred with the enemies of Jesus 
to see how he will bring him down. What was his end? He lost everything, including his life, simply because he took a wrong turn. Tell your neighbor that's a bad shift. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 10. We see another gentleman here who made a wrong move. He went a different direction. He chose a bad, uh, he chose a bad move. For Demas, this is Paul speaking, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this world, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Christians for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. So Demas also made a wrong move. He deserted Paul. They were working together. They were serving together. They were doing ministry together. They were moving from city to city, you know, planting churches, establishing the saints. And then this guy got to a place where he made a wrong move. It was a bad shift in his life. He decided not to continue with Paul on his missionary journeys. So ladies and gentlemen, you can also demonstrate a bad shift. You can make a wrong move. And that's why we want to look at the scope of a shift. So that you avoid a bad shift and you embrace a good shift. And I get an amen. amen. So number two is a good shift. Somebody say a good shift. This one impacts your life positively. It produces great results that propel your life forward. This kind of a shift is what should be pursued by all of us because it is a turning point that activates great things in our lives. When we pursue a good shift, we move in the right direction. When we pursue a good shift, we experience great dividends in our lives. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 24 to 26. The Bible says, by faith. Somebody shout, by faith. By faith, Moses, when he became of age. Who? Moses. When he became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He made a shift in the right direction. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. He made a move in the right direction. He changed places. He changed his position. He changed his status. He said, I, I am no longer Pharaoh's daughter. And he decided to suffer with God's children rather than enjoying the passing pleasures of sin in Egypt, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. There were treasures in Egypt. And you need to understand that a palace is a comfortable place. A palace is full of opulence. For you, for some of you don't, who don't understand what a palace is, it's like being in state house. How many will desire to live in state house? Look at pretenders. I say, how many will desire to live in state house? Me too. I've been there, and what I sense there is different from here. Even the air there is very clean. You just feel something different when you are there. All right? So, so, so Moses was in a place that was full of pleasure. It's just like living, you know, in, in, in status. There, there is security, all right, 24-7, round-the-clock security. In fact, when I was there, I realized that there was no plane that was even flying, you know, above that area. Some of you live in a place where you feel like the plane is landing on your roof. True or not true? So that place is secure. Moses was in a place that was very secure. Moses was in a place that, you know, food was not a problem. There was provision of food. 
provision of clean water. I can imagine the bed that Moses was sleeping on. Can you imagine the bed in State House? Hmm? Can you imagine the bed that our president sleeps on? Look, it's not like your bed, please. Huh? Maybe that bed when he sleeps, it massages him the entire night. And rocks him to sleep. Wow. Beautiful bed. Maybe the bed, there's a button when he, where he presses and music, soothing music, begins to play. Beautiful bed, isn't it? The mattress is fantastic. When you sleep, it, it literally hugs you. Beautiful. Wow. Amazing. Some of us are beds. When you turn, the whole neighborhood knows you're turning. <laughs> Just turning. Everybody knows how he's now turning. <laughs> Can we go deeper? No, let's stay on the shallow end. Tell your neighbor, it's enough, it's enough. I mean, this is where Moses was. Surrounded with royalty. When he moves, he moves with an entourage. Because this is a prince. Yeah, there is security 24-7. Provision. Dressing is not a problem. Cloth, clothes, not a problem. And then he received the best education. Because if you are a son of a president, you will go to the best schools. True or not true? Yeah. I saw a picture. They showed a school in this country where parents take their children with choppers. The school has a field for choppers. The way your school has, if it has, Parking for border borders. <laughs> or cars. There is a school that has parking for choppers. It's choppers that are landing. The children land. They don't arrive. They land. So you can imagine the kind of education that Moses had. The best in the land. But here the Bible says he made a shift in the right direction. The Bible says he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Why? He looked to the reward. He saw that whatever I'm enjoying now, if I remain comfortable in this thing, I will miss the reward. But if I can get out of this comfort zone and follow God there is a greater reward for me at the end of this process that cannot be compared with what I'm enjoying right now in the palace it was a good shift for him so he shifted in the right direction and that shift became a significant turning point in his life that made him plug into God's purpose for his life had he not made this turn at this crucial point in his life, he could not be the great man we read about in the Bible today. Had he not made this shift at the right moment in his life, he could not have been this man that God used to perform miracles in Egypt. Had he not made this shift at this particular point in his life, he could not have seen the Red Sea parting. He could not have seen, you know, his road turning into a snake. He could not have seen all these great miracles that he performed in Egypt. All these spectacular events in the life of Moses were triggered by a good shift that he made while he was at the palace. Bible says he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. How many of us are comfortable in what is not actually permanent how many of us are comfortable in that which will not lead us into God's purpose and plan for our lives how many of us are playing safe with something that will disconnect us from God's will concerning our lives how many of us are so comfortable in our, in our current circumstances that we don't want to follow God's voice and God's leading upon our lives let me tell you ladies and gentlemen if you're going to experience great things, the reward that Moses is talking about here, 
The reward that the book of Hebrews is talking about here rather, we have to make a good shift. And sometimes it demands that we come out of our comfort zones. Look at your neighbor and tell them you have to come out of your comfort zone. Many people are trapped in their current circumstances. They enjoy the pleasures of the palace. They enjoy the comfort of the palace. God is calling them higher. God is calling them to a life of sacrifice. God is calling them to a life of service. God is calling them higher. God is calling them out of that comfort zone they are in. But they are not willing to leave that place. And that's why many of us have never tapped into God's purpose and plan of our lives. That's the reason why many of us are not effective when it comes to doing the work of God. We are too comfortable not to work for God. We are too comfortable not to follow the voice of God. We are too comfortable not to even serve God. There are many people in church who are so comfortable. They can't even do anything in the house of God. Too comfortable to serve. Why are you telling me to join a department? I'm okay. Me, I'll come to church, enjoy the service and go home. Why are you making me, why are you challenging me to join the tea truck? I'm fine. I'll enjoy the message. It's 45 minutes. That's enough for me. I don't want to eat too much. I don't want to constipate. I'm comfortable. I'm fine. I'm fine with a 45-minute sermon. It will last me the entire week. Too comfortable. Many people are comfortable in the church and God is calling them higher. God is telling them, I want you to come higher. Serve me. Do something for me. Come out of your comfort zone. Come out of your lethargy. Come out of your laziness. Come out of your lackadaisical attitude. And serve me. It's a word. But they are too comfortable. They are enjoying the pleasures of the palace. The food in the palace. The sumptuous meal in the palace. The comfort in the palace. But the Bible says it is only temporal. Whatever you enjoy... Whatever you think that you need to stick by, that is not godly, it is temporal. It will not last. Look at it and tell them it will not last. I'm so glad that Moses refused the trappings of the palace. He refused to be trapped in the palace and he shifted in the right direction so that he may be able to receive the reward. He looked to the reward because there is a reward. I need to tell somebody here, who has decided to follow God, who has decided to serve God, who has decided to come out of their comfort zone. It is not comfortable to serve God. It is not comfortable to come early to join the tea truck. It is not comfortable to plug into a department and you are required to meet early before everybody else comes to church. I want you to know that there is a reward. There is a reward for you. I thought I'll get a better amen in this house. It, it, it is not comfortable because you want to be like everybody else. But let me tell you, there is a reward when you sacrifice for God. There is a reward when you come out of your comfort zone and say, God, I'm going to do what you're calling me to do. I can feel, I can feel you're challenging me to do something. I can feel you're challenging me to go higher. I can feel you're challenging me to be more committed to you. Lord, I'm going to do it. It's not nice. It's not comfortable for, comfortable for me. It is stretching me. I have to sacrifice a lot. I want you to know that if you're that person there is a reward awaiting you i say there is a reward awaiting you may god reward every faithful worker may god reward every faithful servant may god reward everyone that has refused to be comfortable in the palace in the name of jesus give somebody high five and tell them i must shift in the right direction oh they didn't hear you give them high five one more time and tell them i have to shift in the right direction I will not stay in this comfort zone forever. I must shift in the right direction in the name of Jesus. Thank God for the palace, but the season of the palace is over. 
Thank God for being in the palace. I've enjoyed being in the palace. I've enjoyed being comfortable in this place. I've enjoyed the trappings of power in this place. I've enjoyed the food. I've enjoyed the comfort. I've enjoyed everything nice in this place. But it's time to go higher. It is time to follow God's voice. It is time to fulfill the will of God concerning my life. It is time to follow after God's purpose concerning my life. It's not going to be comfortable, but in the end, it is worth it. Shout a louder amen in this house. Daniel chapter 1. Another man that shifted in the right direction is Daniel. Daniel chapter 1, we're going to read from verse 3. It's a long portion, but we're going to read it. As we see how Daniel also chose not to succumb to the comfort of the palace. Ladies and gentlemen, the palace sometimes can become your stumbling block to fulfilling God's will concerning your life. Daniel chapter 1, this is Daniel with his this story is about Daniel with his friends, three guys, who had been taken into captivity in Babylon by king, by the king Nebuchadnezzar. And the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. You see, he is looking for the best. This king in Babylon, he's looking for the best to serve him. He's choosing the best among the guys that they brought from Jerusalem. He doesn't just want anybody. He wants the best. And you can see that the world is always looking for the best. It's only the church that we pick every volunteer. But the world is looking for the best. And it's high time we, 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 we shift in the direction of excellence as a church. Come on, talk to me, somebody. We need to go for the best. We need to desire the best. We need to pursue the best. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you need to desire the best. Oh, yes. We need to desire the best for our country. Oh, yes. Can I hear an amen in this house? Yes. We need to demand the best for our country. And by the way, we also need to demand the best from our government. Yeah, the government should build us roads. We deserve the best. Yeah, should make sure that water is flowing in our taps. Oh, you're very quiet in this house. We should demand the best. We should have schools. Good schools for our children. Oh, yes. Good schools. Not just schools, but good schools for our children. Yeah, when they graduate, you can tell they have graduated. Have you seen somebody graduating and you ask them, which school did you go to? can't talk, can't express himself, can't write a letter to apply for a job, can't go for an interview. We should demand for the best. Hallelujah. Even you as an individual, demand for the best. Glory to God. I pray that you will demand the best, you will enjoy the best, you will live in the best. Hallelujah. Some of you, I command you, leave, move from that house. How can you live in a house where you don't see the sun? The devil is a liar. Look at your neighbor and tell them I'm moving in the name of Jesus. Your house, the light is on 24-7. Your children have rickets. And you think it's the devil. It's not the devil. They lack vitamin D. Move from that house in the name of Jesus. I command you to move. Move to a bigger, nicer, beautiful, awesome, wonderful house in the name of Jesus. Can I hear louder amen in this house? Look at your neighbor and tell them I'm pursuing the best. The king wanted the best. King wanted the best. Start going for the best. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go to your wardrobe. Anything that you think is not good, throw it away. You don't need it. Why are you wearing oversized clothes? Who told you you're still growing? Tell your neighbor you stopped growing long time ago. You can't be taller than that. Go for the best. Hallelujah. 
I pray that this church will have the best worship in this country. Oh, I wish I got a better amen. Hallelujah. We'll have the best pastors in this country. Can I hear an amen in this house? We'll have the best sanctuary in this country in the name of Jesus. Oh, am I, am I in the right church? Oh, I've... Look at your neighbor and tell them, pursue the best in Jesus' name. The king wanted the best. And he chose the best. Look, young men. Verse 4. Young men in whom there was no blemish. But good looking. That's why I'm telling you, change your clothes. You need to look good. Tell your neighbor you need to look good. Some of you ladies, you look like men. It's not good. Why are you competing with us? You need to look good. Make your hair. Put some earrings on your ears. Paint your lips, baby. Yes. And walk on your walk. Why are you walking like a man? The devil is a liar. Swing them hips, baby. Look good. The king wanted people who are looking good. Gifted. Look, I'm reading the scriptures. Verse 4. Gifted. In all wisdom. When they open their mouth to speak. It is not verbal diarrhea. It is skill. Wisdom. When they speak. That's why we are shifting in the right direction. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I'm already feeling a shift in my life. Heesh, guy. Yes. Wisdom. Possessing knowledge. And quick to understand. Who had the ability even to serve. They know how to serve. They understand kingdom protocol. They know how to serve in the palace. You know, I've been in places where somebody is serving you and you can see they are nervous. They bring the fork. Before it arrives at your table, it falls down. Those who have the ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. He was looking for the best, the best young people without blemish, good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand who had the ability to serve in the king's palace. I don't know who I'm preaching to in this house, but you are shifting to the next level. Hallelujah. I prophesy you are shifting to the next level. You'll be like this young man in the name of Jesus. You will be without blemish. You'll be good looking. You'll be gifted in wisdom. You'll possess knowledge and quick and be quick to understand matters in the name of Jesus. You will have the ability to serve. You will have excellence with you in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout a louder amen. Touch your neighbor, give them IFF and tell them I'm shifting to the next level. Mm. Sit down. We have a long way to go. Verse 5. He said we have to teach them our language. You see, he knew that these guys are from another culture. But he said we have to teach them our language and our literature so they can fit within our domain and we can make use of them. That's why you see, when you become gifted, some countries take you. Look at our athletes. Many of them, they change their nationality. Why? Because these countries realize, as we don't have runners. And this country has runners. Let's buy their runners. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies. He said, now your diet is changing. He appointed to them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank. And three years of training for them. So that at the end of that time, they might serve before the king. He said, I'm going to put you under a very special program to detox you hmm? from Jerusalem mentality. 
and induct you into the Babylonian culture. Give you food, give you our wine, you drink it. And three years of training. And then after that, you can come and serve me. Next verse, verse 6. This is happening in the palace. Like the way Moses was in the palace. Are we together, somebody? Now, from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Even the king had changed their name to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was, was not a name they came with from, from Jerusalem. This was a name that was given by this king. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belshazzar to Ananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. There's a Meshach here. But Daniel. <laughs> Someone say, but Daniel. Say it again, but Daniel. You see, the king was taking them in a wrong direction. Mm. But Daniel decided, I'm not going towards that direction. The king was trying to shift them in a wrong direction. But Daniel, the Bible says, purposed in his heart. That he will not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacy, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. The king was taking them in a particular direction. He wanted to shift them in a particular direction. But Daniel purposed in his heart. It's like Moses. Daniel refused. He said, I'm not going towards that direction. This is not what I have been taught by my parents. This is not what I've been taught from the word of God. This is not what has been ingrained in me as, an, as, 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 as a child of God. And the Bible says he decided he will not drink the wine. Said I'm not drinking it. I will not defile myself with a portion of the king's delicacies. I wish I had time to break down the food that was in Babylon. And he said I will not defile myself with that. He says, I'm requesting. He said, please, thank you so much for the offer, but I will not accept it. Verse 9. What happened? Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. Verse 10. Keep going. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king who has appointed your food and drink for why should he see your face looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you will endanger my head before the king. Verse 11. So Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Verse 12. Please test your servant for 10 days. Daniel decided to go a different direction. He decided to go the direction he knows. Which pleases God. He says, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. In other words, he said, I want to go on a fast. I will not touch meat. I just want to do vegetables. Hmm? By the way, next week, but one, we are going to do fasting. I've given you two weeks notice. There is no amen. What? <laughs> He said, we're going to do vegetables and water only. I'm choosing a different direction. Look at your neighbor and tell them, sometimes you have to choose a different direction. Hallelujah. I say, sometimes you have to choose a different direction. Mm -hmm. Then what happened? Verse 13. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacy. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. Verse 14. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them 10 days, 10 days only. And at the end of the 10 days, their futures appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. There was a distinction. There was a difference. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. Verse 17. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature 
and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Keep going. And at the end of the at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Verse 19. Then the king interviewed them. And among them all, none was found like Daniel. Hey, There's so much to unpack from this verse. Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. Verse 20. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Simply because they took a different direction. They became unconventional in their decision. They decided we are not going to go the Babylonian way. We are going to work with what we are used to. Now, there are three significant results that took place in their lives. And these are three significant results that will take place in your life when you take or embrace a good shift. Number one, what happened to them? Good health. The Bible says at the end of the 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. They embraced good health. Hallelujah. I pray for you, you'll have good health. Let this series jolt you. Let this series push you from your comfort zone of being careless about your health. That you may experience good health in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Even at 70, you will still not have diabetes. At 70, you will not have high blood pressure. Can I get an amen in this house? You see, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not careful, you will have high blood pressure at 20. Or 30. Or 35. And that's why you're seeing that we have diseases that were, res were reserved to the old people that are now plaguing young people. Young people. Very young people. Some even children. And they have these diseases. But a good shift will ensure you have good health. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I prophesy good health over your life in Jesus' name. At 80 you will be healthy. 60, you'll be healthy. 75, you'll be healthy. Strong and healthy in the name of Jesus. Good health is your portion in Jesus' name. As Daniel experienced it because of the decision he made, because of the good shift in his life, I pray that you'll experience it as well in Jesus' name. Shout a louder amen in this house. Number two is knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. The Bible says God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. There was wisdom. There was understanding. There was knowledge in all literature. Now, when you talk about all literature, I remember when we were in the plane from Amsterdam, I decided to do, there was, there was, I decided to play a game in the plane. And that game is about questions. You are asked random questions concerning anything in the world. It can be sports, it can be medicine, it can be religion, it can be science. And let me tell you, there were areas I was struggling. Questions about religion, I was answering them very fast. But when they went into science, <laughs> they went into mathematics. It was difficult. It's very difficult to answer those questions. But Daniel had wisdom and skill in all literature. You test him in sports, he has an answer. You test him as far as science is concerned, he has an answer. You test him in matters to do with religion, he has an answer. You test him in matters to do with politics. He has an answer. That is what a good shift can do. It will make you intelligent. It will make you, it will make you a wise person. I pray for a good shift over your life. Can I hear louder amen in this house? I say, I pray for a good shift over your life. 
that will grant you knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom in Jesus' name. Not only that, he had understanding in all visions and dreams. He could interpret dreams because of a good shift. Number three, it was distinction. Somebody shout distinction. In all matters, wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. This shift made Daniel different ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers in the land. This is powerful. Somebody shout ten times better. Shout it again. Ten times better. A shift that makes you ten times better. That is what I'm praying for for you. Huh? A shift that makes you ten times better in business. Ten times better in ministry. Ten times better in your career. That is my prayer for you this morning in the name of Jesus. As you embrace a good shift, you'll be ten times better than your contemporaries. Who am I prophesying to in this house? You'll be ten times better than your schoolmates in the name of Jesus. You'll be ten times better than your colleagues at the place of work. If you receive the prophecy, shout a louder, Amen. You'll be ten times better in wealth. Ten times better in eloquence. Ten times better in speed. Ten times better in prosperity. Shout a louder amen in this house. As you make a shift in the right direction. May you become ten times better than your contemporaries. This is what we see in Daniel. This is what we see in his friends. Simply because they refuse. To go the Babylonian way. It's the same way Moses refused to be called the daughter of Pharaoh's daughter. When you shift in the right direction, you enjoy dividends of that move. Hallelujah. It's a new season. It's a new horizon for you. That song that the worship team sang was very prophetic. It's a new horizon for you. I want you to know that a real shift, good shift is coming your way. You are shifting in the right direction. I say you are shifting in the right direction. And everything about you will experience these blessings. There will be health. There will be knowledge. There will be skill. There will be distinction coming your way in the name of Jesus. Can I hear louder yes? Can I hear louder yes in the house? Can I hear louder yes in the house? Look at your neighbor and tell them, my life is changing. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet and give God a mighty hand of praise. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazo Tachero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.